Okay, a warm welcome to another episode of the Journey Visions podcast. We aim at capturing the different visions and inspirations of our guests and their joint projects to fight climate change. This podcast strives to interconnect between the different sustainability-related projects, bring transparency into our learning, and share our common interests. I'm Oliver from the Trans Alpine Journey. And I'm Soham from the Vinoval Lisbon Paris Journey. And today, we speak with two of our participants from the Cybel Belgrade Timisora Limassol Journey, Laura Lopez and Clara Fisher. Laura recently graduated from her master's in Sweden in strategic leadership for sustainability. She's currently part of a project in Ibiza, where she's creating a learning laboratory for sustainable transformations with a focus on co-learning on sustainability, empowering people to be change agents and helping them uncover the purpose in their own lives and professions. She also works in a young woman empowerment online course, Bloom Journey, and co-founded a social business with her mom to empower people to live healthier lives through better nutrition. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, and thanks for the beautiful introduction. You're welcome. We have Clara with us. Clara has consulted companies and startups in terms of communication strategy, especially focusing on social businesses. She has worked as PR manager at the intersection of tech and marketing departments, encouraging innovation processes and sustainable change management. She holds a degree in BSc Business Administration and is currently enrolled in a social innovation management program. Clara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> now I'll open the floor to the both of you, Laura and Clara, to tell us a bit about what your project is all about. Yeah, perfect. Um, Laura, do you want to wanna start or should, should we, we pitch our project first? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually had a really uh, beautiful group project with um, five people, also with uh, Nina, Cyril, Daniel, and then Clara and me. And basically, we were the climate and self-leadership group. And in our project, we wanted to initiate transformational change um, by empowering individuals in their contexts to become change agents. Um, and basically, we saw this need that there are a lot of individuals that notice the climate emergency and want to do something, but then they are in a context, um, in a professional context, where they feel they are the only ones, or um, at least they don't really know how to do things differently. So we developed a series of offers that would help these individuals in their different challenges. And um, yeah, so they can more easily and successfully change them. Clara, do you want to add any, anything? Yeah, sure. Um, so we have basically um, our program is based on three pillars, advocacy, network and consultancy. Whereas, uh, as Laura mentioned, we basically focused on the networking part because um, we conducted some interviews and talked to our target group. And what we found out is that our target group mainly has the awareness and um, the urge to drive the change. But they kind of need some support from their peers and like-minded individuals to, to foster that knowledge exchange. And we came up with different formats, such as meetups and commitment squads, for instance, mentoring programs, um, because we felt like advocacy is a very, yeah, it was, it's, it's very tough and you have to be very, well, you, you have to have like a long breath and <laughs> really want it. And we thought that the most actionable thing is to build up a network. 
Well, that sounds uh, very nice and interesting, of course. Thank you for the nice introduction to the project and your team also. I think they will be glad to be mentioned here as well. So now we want to move a little bit deeper. We want to get to know you a little bit better. So please, very brief, and we're going to start with Laura. And it's a very important place, which we call home. Um, please, Laura, tell us, what is the place you call home? Well, I call uh, Munich my home, but also Ibiza. Great, thank you. And what about you, Clara? What's, what's for you the place you call home? Um, well, I'm based in Leipzig, but I feel like um, being at home is wherever my friends and uh, lovely peoples are. Um, so wherever I have like the best connections and the, the network, this is where I feel like I'm at home. Yeah, I think that's important to have a good connection with people that surround you, that yeah. uh, make you feel good. And that actually a, a good transition to the next question. Clara, um, what, what is the motivation for the journey participation? Um, I was working in the social entrepreneurship uh, scene a lot and I felt like I wanted to focus more on the sustainability um, issues. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I basically saw that program and felt like it, I would learn a lot. I would um, get to know like-minded people. That was also one of the, the reasons because I felt like my network on that topic wasn't that strong and not, um, yeah, I just missed to exchange with uh, like-minded people. So all right. I, wanted to join that yep that's great um was it the same for lara like what was was your motivation to participate yeah very similar also um about uh, for me it was about building a community where there was trust and where we could also um, envision something together especially after my master's to also experience what it is like to build an online community and mm. um, be connected and inspired okay um, Laura, if we can continue, you said that you studied the Masters in Strategic Management in Sweden. And maybe related to that, what are the most common interests within the field of sustainable development? Well, um, it's, it's actually called Strategic Leadership for Sustainability, and it consists of two parts. Um, one is actually strategic sustainable development, and the other one is leadership and complexity. And so I think that already tells that I really like the part of a strategic approach. Mm -hmm. um, and then also that it is fair in a sense that um, for me, it involves being participatory and also like a transparent process. Thanks. That's, that's interesting. Especially the strategic and transparency aspects are probably also very relevant in today's uh, society. Clara, let's move to you. Um, can you name one event that impacted you and motivated you to become engaged in sustainable development or maybe climate action? Mm. I think there's no special event in that sense, but I grew up very aware of sustainability and climate um, yeah, climate change because of my, my father. He was always very considerate um, regarding that topic. He always asked us to bring our bags to the supermarket and be, be careful with not driving too much and not uh, flying too much. And just a lot of things came from my father's initi initiative, basically. Um, so I don't, don't think it was a, spe a special event that caused that awareness. All right. Mm -hmm. But maybe you can uh, answer on that question. Uh, Clara, 
what led you to where you are right now? <laughs> it's a tough question, but that's uh, a shot. Uh, it's a really tough question, actually. But I think it's just my like. I know that uh, as a PR manager, I've I, I've already always uh, wanted to have like some kind of impact, and I knew that I know how to connect people and build communities because as a PR manager, you kind of have to be social. <laughs> and I wanted to have. I wanted to use that talent um, to foster some change and uh, yeah, have have an impact that is that is more beyond just building businesses, right? So I didn't want to have like okay, well I will help businesses to grow. I want to have businesses that are sustainable, where I can live in a world that um, matters to me, um, where I feel like I've contributed to, and that is sustainable in that sense. Great, thank you so much. Yeah. Laura, your biggest inspiration can be anything, can be a person, thing, celebrity, pet. <laughs> yeah, actually it's a it's a thing, I would say, because there are some individuals that I follow and I admire, but I think what makes the biggest change for me is um places of learning and visioning. Um because in my experience, be it um, the network of Impact Hub or also the Learning Lab in Ibiza or during my master's, we also called the room the Learning Lab. It's um, been what mostly inspired me and also made me be able to envision a better future. That's great. That's great. And the last question I want to ask both uh, so what's your favorite sustainability tool? And by that, I mean, it could be a book, could be also maybe another podcast that you're listening to, or maybe a newsletter you follow, or a website or anything else. So what's your secret recipe? <laughs> That's very tough. Uh, well, I could uh, start. Um, my favorite tool is the sustainability handbook. Um, which is by Joran Broman, Hendrik Robert, um, but also Carl Hendrik Robert, sorry, um, but also many other authors. Um, and basically, we used it along my studies to kind of build a strategic approach towards sustainable transformations. And yeah, it, I still, it's the only book I use like on a daily basis to kind of look into and structure every approach I make. So I would also recommend it. Great. Thank you for that. We'll definitely have that on our show notes. Thank you, Laura, for sharing that with us. Let's let's move on to uh, more detailed aspects of the project now. Uh, let's let's start with you, Clara. Uh, wh mm -hmm. Why do you think there was a need for a project like this? Mm, well, it came out of my initiative of um, wanting to uh, implement more self-leadership topics within the startup world. Um, when our group came together, we talked a lot of a lot about new work approaches. And I think that my initial idea w from my perspective was that I felt I was working, I used to work in, in companies where self-leadership wasn't something that is very, that was very important or where people said, yeah, well, that's a luxury. We can't afford it. We have to be, we have to make sure that we make business first and then everything else follows. And I totally, I totally disagree because I think this is the basis and um, this is how companies in the future should be built up. Uh, and that's why I 
took actually one of those books, Reinventing Organizations, and from Frederic Laloux, I think is his name. And um, yeah, and then I, I found, for instance, Daniel, he, he, he read that book as well and really liked the topic. So this was kind of the seed where we started off. That, that actually answers two questions. We all also <laughs> know Clara's uh, favorite assembly too now. Uh, and it, it, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could totally agree with that though. We, we do need a lot of self-leadership in, in our companies and, and also like most organizations going forward. Uh, taking that topic forward, Laura, uh, I think this question would be quite relevant for other people who are working on similar projects as well. What are the main stakeholders you're thinking of including in this project? Um, well, maybe I could briefly say how I took this project forward for myself. Sure. Yeah, um, because I think it's a bit fuzzy if, if we talk about it in general, because, well, I can say, but in general, uh, we were planning to firstly address individuals and then businesses, um, kind of through those individuals, kind of engage their contexts and see if their organizations they work at wanted to be consulted. Um, and in Ibiza, we kind of took uh, the other way around. So right now we're designing the website for the learning lab and we're addressing mainly businesses because we want to make the business sustainable that we're raising um, so that we can also gain new energies and, and you know, pay um, ourselves. And um, by addressing businesses first, uh, we want to make sure we can consult them and then we at the same time offer them multi-stakeholder processes, um, which is a tricky part, of course, because which business says, for example, hey, I wanna change the whole island or I wanna uh, tackle this very big problem. So we're communicating it in a way that they can post their own problem statement. And then we, uh, from our network, invite other stakeholders from um, local municipalities to other NGOs, to students, entrepreneurs, um, and different um, actors of, of, well, there it's the nightlife and the tourism branch. Um, and then we would additionally also offer like a, uh, some programs and, and inspirational talks for, for individuals, but we can only offer them once we can run, like once we have a, a financial plan, let's say. That's actually a very good insight into it, and especially you know the, the whole interdisciplinary approach to it and, and bottom-up approach. That's that's very essential. Thank you, Laura. Uh, Clara, um, we know a bit of Laura's role in the project now. We would love to know your role in the project as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I think at the end of the project, we all agreed that uh, we started off as uh, individuals wanting to implement self-leadership and um, in our context. And that's why our our toolkit that we came up with uh, was like, wasn't dependent on the context and uh, circumstances, but could be adapted. And that's why all of us uh, tried to implement it in their working environment. And as I'm working at a startup accelerator here in Leipzig, at the Spin Lab, uh, it's called, I've been trying to change or like add um, sustainability workshops and video trainings um, into the program. So I've been talking to an impact investor yesterday, for instance, she's going to film a video on how investors see or perceive 
sustainability and impact and how to measure it. Also, um, if it, it, if it uh, fosters any, well, if you need any different um, measurements, for instance, maybe it does require different KPIs. How do we measure what kind of impact we did? What, what is sustainability even? These are topics that have to be in place at the beginning when, when founding the company, actually. And that's why we want to integrate that into the mission and visioning workshop that we always um, do at the beginning of each startup class. And that was my main aim, basically, so to integrate that into the education of um, founders, because we do have topics that promote sustainable thinking in that sense already, because it's like energy, uh, e-health and um, smart cities or smart infrastructure. So they kind of have these these sustainability issues within them. But I just wanted to make sure that founders actually thought about it uh, in the long run, because it's nothing that you can just implement and say, well, yeah, we, we I don't know, our waste management is great, but everything else like supply chain management is super bad. So we, we have to consider each each and every aspect which we're like in a, a holistic view basically so you cannot just integrate it in one part of the company and then say okay we're done so that's what my aim was to foster yeah. that yeah, yeah. and I, I could totally second that part and i think we might need to reach out to you for my own project on cloud wine <laughs> because we're struggling with exactly that aspect now okay and <laughs> yeah, and it, it's always nice to hear other people who are in the same part of the journey and, and have the same similar struggles and going through the same uh, stakeholder things, investors and all those details. So yeah. we'll definitely collab with you sometime soon. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the next part now. And what was for you the most interesting part of the journey, Laura? Um, well, definitely that it was online and that I saw that uh, we could build a community online actually. And also for me, it was about, I don't know, noticing what leadership really means because in my studies in Sweden, I really questioned this, like, is this program only for leaders? I don't really agree that we should, you know, put ourselves on a higher stand. And already there, I figured out that it is just about leading yourself and about um, working with different people and who are you, which roles do you take and about being more aware. And, um, and the journey, it, it felt uh, quite similar, that um, leadership also means, you know, joining, even though it's online, joining even, even though you don't know what to expect and kind of trying to be a role model and motivating the others and not, you know, tearing everyone down. Oh, this isn't what we expected. So it was really a big leadership. Um, yeah. Um, how do you say a big leadership learning for me? Yeah. I could totally second that. I had my doubts about the online part as well because I'm more of a, like a physical hands-on kind of person and I could totally relate to that and it's definitely better than expectations. I couldn't, I didn't expect an online event that could be so uh, revolutionary and could uh, yeah. bring in such a huge talent pool from different places. Let's ask you a little bit more complicated question, Clara. What <laughs> part of the journey did you not enjoy or, or could be done better? Could be done better. Well... Um, I actually wanted to agree on um, wh what you both said that not knowing what what is uh, going to happen, especially with the digital version, which was for me like I was 
contemplating a lot about attending or not attending because I felt like um, I do not know what I have to expect now. And that was something that I actually learned. Um, so I, I don't think it is something on the journey side that can be improved, but it was actually something that I learned in, within the journey to go in there without expectations actually and actually not knowing and not being able to explain anyone what I'm doing there because people asked me, they were like, what, but what are you doing there? I'm like, um, no clue, but I'll see and it feels good. So, well, I'll go with it. <laughs> That's a a very fun explanation. (laughs) Yeah, because I felt weird because usually I have like, I always have some explanation on what I'm doing there. But this time I was like, I don't know, it's a gut feeling and it feels good. So (laughs) go with the flow. (laughs) I I think uh, Climate Cake is probably listening to this and they know that changes they need to make. And and, I mean, it does make sense that it's the first time for them as well. So (laughs) it was completely new title for them as well. To, to yeah, but it was a good thing actually because yeah. I always know that I I'm very I I'm very impatient. I know that from from my side, so <laughs> that was a good learning for me. Um, Too much for honesty there. Well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll hand you over to Oliver now. I think he wants to play a game here. Yes, oh. we want to play a game, and it's called Pick Your Poison. Um, it's actually very easy. So you just need to quickly decide for one word like the preferred gut feeling. And I'm gonna swap between you both. So uh, let's play the game. And I'm gonna start with Laura first. Uh, so Laura, electric car or public transport? Public transport. Clara, phone call or text? Phone call. Oh, do we switch always? <laughs> yes, I think I think it would be better to switch. Okay. Yeah, but no, it's fine. But, 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 but if you really want to answer, Please go ahead. We would love to hear both of you. Yeah. No. So, so Clara said phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and Great. Laura said text. So we have both, phone call and text. Okay, uh, we go with Laura. Organic or local? Oh, this is a hard one. Uh, local. Local. Clara, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Laura, bike or walking? Bike. Like, that was fast. You're probably cycling a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Clara, when you're at the movie, candy or popcorn? Popcorn. popcorn. Oh, uh, train or bus? Train. Train. Clara, pancake or waffle? Pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. We have a pancake lover here. I also I just love pancakes. I ate it this morning, so yes, go, <laughs> I go for pancakes. <laughs> Great. Um, okay, let's move on. Laura, bamboo or paper cup? Um, bamboo. Bamboo. Clara, Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. <laughs> on, on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty addictive, but it's nice. <laughs> uh, Laura, soya or oat milk? Oat. Oat. Clara, bath or shower? Shower. Laura, while you walk, do you listen to music or podcasts? Um, depends on the mood, but I would say podcasts lately. Great, that's because of the Vision podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oliver had exactly. to push that in. That's, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for the endorsement. Thank you read my mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're almost there. Clara, escalator or elevator? Escalator. Escalator. And Laura, when you receive, you receive emails or letters? What do you prefer? Well, I would prefer letters, but I very seldomly receive a letter. <laughs> okay. And Clara, do you prefer burgers or tacos? <laughs> tacos. Tacos. Okay. And that the next one is going to be interesting. Laura, do you prefer chocolate or avocado or coffee? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is impossible. Um, if I really only had to pick one, I would pick chocolate. Chocolate. We go for the sweet stuff. Great. And <laughs> Clara, what's worse, laundry or dishes? Oh, dishes, because you have to do it like each day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it takes a lot of time if you don't have a machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we haven't heard that before, so that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Laura, the last one. Stainless steel bottle or glass bottle? Ooh. Hmm. Glass. <laughs> glass bottle. Depends what you drink from that right? <laughs> this was brilliant. Thank you, Oliver. Oh, uh, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate your feedback on our social media channels. And of course, you can get in touch with us if you want to be a part of this podcast. Thank you, Clara. And thank you, Lara. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you too. And good luck with your project. I'm totally looking forward to listening more about it. Yeah, let's keep in touch. And thank you for hosting us. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm.